Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies Podcast, your destination for non-stop chat, analysis, discussion of all things Premier League and a little bit of Champions League as well. I am Robbie Musto with the other Robbie, Robbie Earl, and here's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Liverpool's recent home struggles after their defeat to Brighton. We're previewing Sunday's massive match for Klopp and company at Anfield against Manchester City. Man United's 9-0 humiliation of Southampton. The ramifications of Chelsea's 1-0 win at Spurs. And more red card issues from Mikel Arteta's Arsenal side. That's what we've got coming up in today's show. All right, Robbie L. Um, mm. It felt, I mean, and I know there's so many match weeks and they're coming yeah. really, really quickly. But there, always, there always seems to be a big story every time we go on to, to a podcast. And the Liverpool-Brighton game yeah. felt big. It felt significant. The manager body language at the end, Andy Robertson's body language, Robbie Earl, felt a little defeatist, i got to say. Um, massive game. It really was a must-win for Liverpool, given you know, what's going on around, and wow, they lost at home at Anfield again to Brighton. What do you what do you think, my friend? I think you summed it up well in tired bodies, tired minds, tired champions. And we've not said, we've rarely said that in five and a half years never. since Klopp's taken over the football club. We've never seen a backward step. We've never seen a team... This is a team that would be three 0 down with five minutes to go, and, and still think. You know, I remember them. I remember some big games. The one 0 down against Aston Villa. Andy Robertson comes in on the four post, finds a header. Mane gets a goal. They win again. They're just one of those teams that are like resilient. We don't know how to lose. It just felt. I think you you were right when you said felt, felt significant. It's the first time this team looked to me like it's going to be too much for us. It's like they've admitted to themselves. The manager. Similar things. Andrew Robertson almost saying, we're out, you know, right now we're not in the title race. The whole drive that we saw come back with, with wins against West Ham and, and Spurs looks like it's taken its toll. Is it understandable? Mm-hmm. Is it understandable? Mm-hmm. They have been at it for yeah. three seasons. Mm-hmm. Champions League final, I lost to Real Madrid. They've taken Man City close. They win the Champions League. They win the Premier League to go again this season. And let's pile on with injuries. Lots of injuries, of course. We all know the centre-back injuries, issues, midfield players going back, Fabinho getting injured, other players coming in. Uh, It just feels like, and he was honest, they do look tired. It does look like a struggle to keep going again. And there was a little bit of life with Mo Salah's two great goals against West Ham United and they found a way. The manager tweaks and the subs and Shakiri. It just seemed to all come to roost where, wow, you know, we, we, I don't think we can do it again this season. And, and I am, I am, of course, I, I tipped Liverpool to win the title. It's last chance saloon on Sunday, Rob. They've got to win that game. I've got to say, and I, I, I'm not sure how confident I am that they are going to win it, but if they want a chance, and I'm just saying a chance, to win the yeah. title again, they've got to beat Man City on Sunday. Yeah, and, and I think, Rob, it's important to say that, you know, tired bodies and tired minds in the out, what you've seen from the club, it's not a criticism. It's not us going, oh, oh they aren't really. A... This is just saying, for three seasons, that they've been playing football at an incredible level. The year before they won the title, they played title-winning football and missed out by a point. And it went even better. Broke Manchester City. I mean, broke one of the best teams we've ever had in the Premier League and, and, yeah. and won their, their title. And then, the, then hamstrung by the injuries, hamstrung by the drop of form, hamstrung by the just the intensity. There's a number of reasons why yeah. back-to-back Premier League titles haven't been done on, on a regular basis. Yeah. This yeah. year, is, is unique in, in its challenges, in its ways. In other leagues, Burnley don't beat Liverpool. Or, or In other leagues, Brighton don't beat Liverpool. doesn't happen, Rob, in other leagues. In, yeah. in Spain and places, in, in Europe, some Germans. In this league... A lot less often. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and not with the intensity, Rob. Not with the way that teams play and the quality that teams play and they never say die attitude. And eventually... This Liverpool team have almost, I thought, 
were, were a little bit, let, let's to use a box team, a little bit out on their feet. And, and then they played Spurs and they played West Ham and they dug deep and they went, we're not out yeah. and we're still swinging. Yeah, they're still eventually, swinging. Eventually, yeah. deep down, you, you go, I'm out of puff. You know, no more. Yeah, and they're going to get knocked out. Down. Yeah. yeah. It, each, each part of the team, Rob. I mean, goalkeeper, Allison was out ill. Mm. Uh, did okay. Keller, youngster, made yeah. some good saves. Defensively, not great. Midfield, different, not great. Frontline, different, not great. I, I, I want to make a, a strong point about Man City and the difference of the two clubs and the two teams when we get onto that in a second. Um, I just, I just, we all know that Mo Salah is such an important player, but Sadio Mane, Robbie, I feel like when he's not there, that, 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 that when they need something special, I'm not sure who's going to do it. Sadio Mane's got such a big heart such a strong mind and makes things happen when Liverpool are struggling. They th- I thought they missed him really badly. Shakiri played in his spot and Shakiri is, do- is good at-, at certain parts, but I think we're seeing now longer term, more injuries to this Liverpool first 11, which is brilliant when it's all fit. We've seen that the squad and the, and, and the, the amount of times the squad is needed, Rob, is seeing a drop off and everything else all goes through. And by the way, I'm, I'm pretty cognizant here that we're not making excuses, by the way. No, and I know no, that no, other people that. might think that they make excuses for Liverpool. Yeah. They haven't been yeah. as good. They're not, you yeah. know, I, I just, two, ch- lots of changes to this starting 11 for a long period of time. Uh, with all the fatigue, it's just too much for them. Well, and, and what we've seen, and, and maybe, you know, Jogo Jota has been just as important a loss yeah. as some of the defenders, Rob. When they needed, we saw what he did in the first ten games of the season, both domestically and in Europe. Scored goals, made goals, linked things. Luke Light was, was the guy to mess. His knee injury has hurt them as much as any defensive team. Point one. The yeah. second point, and, and it's true, we, we have to, you know, analyse as, as, as we do, and we should analyse Liverpool like we do with Man City and United and Spurs. For me, that once you drop outside those twelve names, Shakiri is not a title winning level Divock Origi is not at title winning level when those players have had to come in and keep things at title winning level and keep for a long period of time Rob yeah it's dropped they can't maintain it they can have 10 and 15 minutes where they find a pass or get a, a goal late on you go oh they, they're booked off. but when they're needed for five or six games to keep title le- level football they've been short now this might be, and it's, and it's certainly no excuse for Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool Football Club to go again. Again, the next thing for them is building that roster like a Man City roster. Hmm. That's yeah. the next step for Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I read some things about some kind of blueprint that FSG, the owners, are coming up with to try and get Liverpool to the revenues of, of the Real Madrid's and, and other massive clubs. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, 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 there's a potential they can go again, but I just think it's going to be difficult. They've got to win Sunday. They've got to get people back fit again. It, it's, it just seems too much of an ask. Let's switch to Brighton, Rob, because... Yeah, I'm just going to say, before we get to, 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 to um, the weekend, oh, yeah. we'll talk about that. We've got to give a little love to Brighton, Graham Potter, what he's doing it, how he's doing it. I mean, this wasn't park the bus, nick a goal, defend, no. defend. This was football. It was... It, it was well strategized. It was well executed. It's players understanding their role. These lovely rhythms and patterns of play. There's these are these are an instruction that you can see that runs from the player through to to, to the manager. I mean, he's, he, you know, I've, I've got a bit of Graham Potter love deep down there, and I'll get to him in a minute. But his team, Rob, play and challenge you. And it was interesting, I forgot to mention, when we did the transfer deadline show and we were talking about who we fancy, and I kind of went, I just feel City and, and whatever. And I, I remember looking at the two games and I was thinking, City played Burnley and Liverpool played Brighton. And in my head, I say, Liverpool going to have more problems with Brighton than City or yeah. with Burnley. That's why I think City will go on and win the title. I, I'm not doing my job properly if I'm not poking you a little bit. Go on then. What, what have you got for me? Brighton. Mm-hmm. You said a few times. Yeah. We keep saying about Brighton, they play lovely football, but you were worried about them. They keep yes. saying they play lovely football, but they're not getting mm-hmm. the results. Yeah. Does this, does this sort of like 
put your mind at rest, Rob, or does it like, okay, you know, I question them and, and, and I'm absolutely right. There's a lot of draws, but were you, are you less worried now? Are you more convinced of the, uh, the project where you were a little bit like, well, I'm not sure they, they're getting all this nice. Well, I, I was less sure. Sorry. So you're right. And I should let you finish. Sorry. So, um, I've always been a massive Graham Potter fan, and I'll, and I'll tell you again, only because I've got friends who are involved at Swansea who told me about how he goes about his work, not only on the training ground, but around the, the, the whole football club. He has an influence on everything. He's a little bit probably old school in that way, like the Sir Alex, he's in the awesome Wednesday's time. But he's got. they said to me, when he goes into football clubs, he changes them. And, and very quickly after he went to Swansea, they gave him a big deal. Brighton come in. He goes to Brighton. I think within six to nine months, Big deal, four or five year deal, same influence, same effect. So I've, I've been a massive Graham Potter fan since he came to English football. So that, in that regard, I'll defend myself. Where I've been concerned, Rob, is a bit Eddie Howe esque that you, if you stick to your strategies and your principles, but you don't get enough points, that's yeah. not success. And I was wondering, my, my wonder with Graham Potter was, will the ba- is the balance between playing and getting enough points going to come? What he's shown against a couple of, of really good teams and really good performances is he's getting the balance right. And, and that's why I'm delighted for him. And I'll take the criticism that I was worried because I was worried that he was becoming happy to be the pat on the back. You play lovely football, but, but yeah. hold on a minute, you could be in the bottom three. So, yeah. so that would be my, my very loose answer. But you're right to poke. And I did have a question. And the reason I had the question, Rob, is because... If this guy continues on a trend for a couple of seasons, he's the next one. Yeah. He's the next one, mate, because of what you've seen and what we're hearing and what you're, 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 you're reading about the club and the players and the way they do it. That, that, if he was Italian, Dutch, German, we'd be marvelling at him. On the same, listen, I, I, I know we spent a long time in this game, but I just want to, that's, yeah. that's got a, a thought process. How many seasons he's got to do it for, Robbie or? I just yeah. quickly, Eddie Howe, we kept saying the same thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. brilliant, should get yeah, a bigger, no, yeah. bigger job. Absolutely. Sean yeah. Dyke should get a better yeah. job. Nuno Espirito Santo, what a great job. Where's his future? Uh, yeah. Ralph Hassan Hurtle. Like, I feel like you've got to do it for three seasons. Nuno Santo. Yeah, two, he's got two more seasons if he can get mid-table, if he can have a cup run. And then he's, he's yeah. also, and, and I don't say this lightly to Brad, you've not got to be too loyal, by the way. If and when that right opportunity comes up, you've got to say, I've done a brilliant job here, off you pop. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'll just before we move on, Robin, we will talk a little bit about Liverpool and, and, and City because it's a huge game of the weekend. My underappreciated performance of the week has to go to my, my man, Graham Potter. I mean, you go back-to-back against Spurs, Jose Mourinho, Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, two clean sheets, two wins, outplay both teams and do it in a manner and a style that, yeah, do you know what? Right. People should be waving the English flag and saying, you know what? We've got a coach here. Yeah. We've got a coach. Yeah. I might throw, it's about time I'm throwing a mad one in. Next England coach. <laughs> Let's have one of them. Let's have one of them, eh, shall we? I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, listen, I'm a fan as well. A, mm. a, a coach that as, as, a, as the, as the, without swearing, as the, the, the courage. Yeah. Yeah. Play expansive football in this division. Well done, well done, well done, well yeah. done. Well done. Let's, let's let's move it on because it kind of links in a little bit. Um, obviously, top of the table right now is Manchester City. You talked about the game against Burnley. Um, Jesus goal and a Raheem Sterling goal, mm-hmm. uh, cruising, easy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, City right now, Rob. Between the defensive improvement that we've talked about every single show, I know I've talked about it. And yeah. now the, the midfield players and Sterling starting to look bright again and Gabriel Jesus scoring a goal. Um, it's, it's pretty impressive, mate, isn't it? it? At the moment, it looks like nobody can get anywhere near them. No. Uh, so my notes, you know, you, we're trying to do a little note on that. I've got City, impressive, Burnley, irrelevant. And, and Burnley, irrelevant isn't a fan of a football club. It was in this match... Burnley couldn't be Burnley. They couldn't even be awkward, Rob. You know, no, where Burnley no. can make it difficult and knockdowns and things. It was like, wow. It was City, semi-coasting, can almost inject a pace and, and drive and threaten the games as they will. 
and Burnley struggled to get a shot, a shot on target in, in, in most of the game. It was just, you know, right in the right place. And you couldn't meet yeah. two teams now going into the big game that we're going to talk about at, at, at the weekend when, when Liverpool hosts Man City. You couldn't get two teams in different, more different mentalities and, 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 and feelings at the moment. We're going to see it, obviously, starting from Sunday. The next the next four games, Rob, I mean, of course, yeah. City, yes, 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 yes. Love, love, love. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had quite a nice run. They've had quite a nice yeah. run of yeah. teams that they enjoy playing. The next four games, Liverpool away, Spurs at home, Arsenal away, West Ham United. So, yeah. if they get through these four, um, maybe as we expect them to, then there's no stopping them. Yeah. Now, yeah. I want to make yeah. this point, Robbie Earl, and why we're seeing this. We're seeing this because of Man City's squad. Pep, Pep Guardiola, from day one, has rested and rotated more than anybody else of the big clubs by a mile. In this truncated COVID season, this mm-hmm. policy and this squad, and keep giving players minutes at the right times to be sharp, not to be tired, they got very few injuries, is winning them the title. As well as the improvements to Stones and the signing of Ruben Diaz, the rotation, the resting is night and day different. They've got two teams, Robbie Earl. And when there's COVID, you've got a Wednesday, a Saturday, a Tuesday, a Sunday, a Wednesday. They're playing their two teams where Liverpool can't and Man United can't so much and the other teams can't. That is why this City team is looking fresh, looking hungry, because they've got two teams where other teams haven't. So why why were they losing games during that early period of the season? Then what 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 yeah, they were rotating them, but weren't winning games. Many. Or certainly weren't many. They lose what well, they lose. Uh, they were, they were, they, for them, they were they were losing games. For them, they weren't winning games. I, sh- I should say then, if not. So was that what 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 do you put that down to as well, opposed to where we are now? It, it, it was a slow start, Rob. And remember, I remember saying, "Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about mm. whether City and Pep can go again." I well, remember Leicester putting five past them. You remember Leicester putting five yeah, past so, them. So there was, it was a, it was a poor start. But then, if you look at the, if you look at the results over the busy, busy Christmas and the, and the yeah. December, wow, yeah. this they found a groove. The defensive side came in incredibly well, and I just think Rob, this good. I mean, the, the last game before this one, uh, Sterling was rested. I think Morris was rested. rested. Yeah, James yeah. didn't play. Yeah. This he brings in Sterling, he brings in Cancelo again. Yeah, like Fernandinho, Cancelo. I think, played. I mean, Fernandinho played, Rodri played this time, Laporte played this time. If Zinchenko gets a good point, I tell you, mate, it's got to be. And that's something I, I heard something, Rob. You, you'll like this because I heard Pep uh, in a coaching um, environment and somebody asked him about the start of the season and he, and he it was really interesting what he said about players coming back not being 100% fit. And he said, what was happening? We were running yeah. into bad positions. When we found our spots, that's when our football started. And I thought that was a really fascinating thing that he was almost saying his team weren't right physically, mentally, and they weren't in those wide areas, those spots where they hurt people. So he said we had to run into them. Differently. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and remember, Rob? Remember we talked about the, the two holding players, and yeah, yeah. Differently and more pragmatic. And we were like, "Wow, yeah. is this going to be different?" Mm. And it's that period of time where they were just trying to find themselves, find their spots. And he said, "Now we found our spots. Now we're, we're yeah. playing, and the ball's moving quicker, and we're a better team." He said, "We were running too much at first. Yeah, so it's a they, fascinating, they, fascinating they, way of, of putting it." So let's look ahead to that game, Rob, and and, and what we think might happen. I mean, given what we've just said for the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. It would seem like there's only one winner. And I think a lot of people will have Man City as favourites. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's at Anfield, isn't it? It is at Anfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah Liverpool have, have lost back-to-back, haven't they, already? You know, so. is, is there a, is there a yeah, last a little swing. rally? Is there one swing? Is there a big <laughs> haymaker coming? A George right. Foreman haymaker? Do you know what? I think, that, I think there's a possibility there is. I just think this team won't accept. Well, won't accept. And and listen, I'm not saying they're going to win the game. I'm not saying they're going to win the game. I'm saying they'll swing. And if Man City are not covered up, they might they might swing and win. I just think they got they they got a strong jaw now, mate. 
with Ruben Diaz and John Stones, they got a strong yeah. draw. They can, make them, maybe they can take it. Maybe they can take that right hook. Sadio Mane, we talked about his importance. There is a yeah. chance I think he could be available. I know Jota's not far away, but not close yeah. enough, I think. Um, can they go again? It's going to be absolutely fascinating. I, I don't think... I don't know. I mean, it, it, I'm... I, it's, 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 I mean, win it or, or you don't win the title. You, you, I don't think... Yeah. If they lose again, they can't win the title from that position. No. Ten points, it, it, yeah. you know. This yeah. is it for Liverpool. So, that's huge. Odds, Give us the odds. So, the odds. Yeah, so, the odds. Liverpool plus 240, obviously, at home. Uh, back-to-back defeats for them. The Jaws plus 260. Man City come as favourites at plus yeah. 105. So, you know... Half the odds of, of Liverpool win is a Man City win. So Liverpool win is plus 240, a Man City yeah. win plus 105. And I think that feels about right to me, Rob. Yeah, we've got to thank uh, Points Bet Sportsbook for their odds mm. as always. Um, and I, th- yeah, I think this time it's about right. Fascinating game, Rob. I'm lucky enough to be in the studio, I think, on Sunday. Yeah, I think yeah, it's Tim Howard. Yeah. Um, love these big games. Super Sunday. Super Sunday. Super and we've had a lot of big games at nil-nil. For some reason, you don't think this one's got it, is it? I mean, City will want to impose themselves, you know, get first goal, control the game. Liverpool will want to show that they're champions. I mean, they've had, Liverpool in the past have had a little bit like... They've had it over City, haven't they? they I don't think there was yeah. any fear. I mean, I don't know. We don't know what side it'll be, who's fit, who's not. But that mentality will carry into the game. Yeah. Uh, it will. It will. Um, I don't know, though. It's just it's just uh, that body language from some, some of the Liverpool players and the manager, That uh, it, it feels like it's going to be really tough. Listen, tough. This Liverpool team, we could be talking next Sunday when we're on our podcast after the game. They've won the game. They're, they're four points behind. We could be going, oh, Liverpool. Yeah, so, that's, that's what this team can do. I, I'm not sure it's in them. But I'll tell yeah. you what, Robert, there's a pride and there's something about them that ain't going to be ain't going to be as easy as maybe some people might think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so just a final reminder, 11.30 Eastern time on, on NBCSN for that amazing game, Liverpool versus Manchester City. Let's move it on, Robbie Earl. Amazing game. game. Yeah, we just, amazing. Saw it. just watched the game. I thought it was an interesting game, Rob, Spurs and, and, and on, Chelsea. Big on, game for the midweek. Jose Mourinho Spurs, um, obviously former Chelsea man, great success against um, Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea. You know, you know how Jose used to do the three titles. <laughs> you know, this was three straight defeats for the great man. You know, yeah, that's, that's the three. And yeah. Bobby, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose I've got to look at this game and, and start to feel about. The project? Mourinho's kind of strategies. Okay. And and, 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 and and can they, can he, and it might be somewhere we, we started, went the other way, can he achieve what he wants to do with this strategy? Jose Mourinho is now getting to a position where he thinks 10 minutes, uh, uh, the last 10 minutes of a game where he creates one or two chances – and the other team haven't scored more than one or two goals means that they've played okay. It's wrong, Jose. That's okay when you were defending well, when you're controlling the game, when the opposition weren't having many shots and couldn't have been two or three and a up at half time. That I understand. What this team are doing are being outplayed, outmaneuvered, don't particularly look like they're well grooved in what they're doing, hanging into games. Vinicius has a header. Youngman's son has a half chance that you might nick a draw. And he's trying to convince some of us that they're doing okay. I ain't buying it, Rob. A, a, a better, well, a more efficient Chelsea would win this by more goals. Yeah. The yeah. first half, Rob, and, and we, we looked at it in the studio, the, the amount of space that Spurs allowed Chelsea in certain areas was in, incredible. Yeah. Poor, poor flipping uh, Hoiberg and Musa Zoka midfield, Rob. They're getting pulled all over the place. Mm. And, like, it's kind of really strange, Rob, because Hyomin Sun and um, Vinicius, Bergwine, they're allowed to stay high. It's like, oh, what, really? Are you okay with Sissoko and Hoiberg having to, to cover the whole width of the field? And it just surprised me that, they were, that, that, that Tottenham mm. was so stretched, Rob. They weren't compact. They weren't making it difficult that we so often see with Jose's teams. They allowed Chelsea the time and the space. Yeah. I, I thought Chelsea should have gone in at half time, and the manager said, "Yeah, good stuff, good." But but wow, with yeah. that amount of dominance, 
we we need a better. I think it was 70% possession. 70%. And, and um, I mean, of course, they came away with the three points. Spurs were better. They couldn't have been worse as in the first half. They were better. Just yeah. back to the question, Rob, right? If if the, the pragmatic defence first approach of Mourinho that he always is, mm. if it's not working, yeah. second half will be better again. Is it, will he ever change his approach no, no, and kick no. off against a good no. side say, you know what, let's fancy our chances? The first five minutes of the game, I was watching the game, I, I, you, you kind of try and have a look. At, and I look at, at, at Spurs and they go straight into the defensive block. We know what we're going to do. And at times, you, they, it's almost like you six are going to defend and the, the, the three up front are going to try and win it. Yeah. That's the tactic. Yeah. When, when Chelsea are 1-0 up, Thomas Tuchel doesn't even drop mid. They still have quite a high press. They still want to win the ball in, in the opposite block. Now he said, and I thought it was interesting that he said, we got a little bit nervous of the situation. That maybe affected him in the second half. He said that ball uh, possession wasn't as good. Because obviously at 1-0, you're thinking one mistake or whatever. But in his mind and in his players' minds already, he's saying, we will still press at 1-0 to, to go and win the ball. Jose Mourinho at 0-0 before, as the game's kicking off, just goes, here we go, let's go back. I mean, if Chelsea, which their front line hasn't been as, as threatening, they've struggled a little bit for goals from, from, from yeah. uh, forward players. Why would you think, let's give them more, as, as many opportunities as they want? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'll tell you what doesn't make sense to me as well, Rob. And I want to get your opinion on this because I, I find it quite hard to believe, but maybe there's some truth in it. Um, our colleague, Danny Higginbottom, was saying today, yeah. looking at Jose afterwards in his kind of like, his unusual kind of uh, posture and body language after defeat, yeah. Yeah. he thinks that, really, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but like, I don't think he's bothered about the league. He, he, his job is to win a trophy and he'll try and win the Europa League and he'll prioritise the Europa League yeah. because it's a trophy and it's a yeah. way into the Champions League. I'm like, really? He's not really going to pick his best teams for the pre Premier League when he's still in, in touch mm. of the top four? I find that hard to believe, Rob. Would it? Would Mourinho it's target... It's an interesting point, Rob. I mean, if, I've got a table here. I put, put one off. Tottenham are eight, 33 points. Liverpool are fourth at the moment in four, with 40 points. So to grab a Champions League spot is going to mean that, yeah, Tottenham have, have, have got a lot of work to do. Since the turn of the year, Rob, it ain't been good for Spurs. And, we, you know, Harry's talking about, is it another week or two? Will they be back? Will they be 100% fit? Whatever. I actually think Danny's got a point. And I think we talked about it. If Jose Mourinho, you know, the, the, the three is the titles. The, the t every time he goes data and fact, and he loves his data and fact, it's about silverware. If he delivers the trophy that no other manager's done since, was it George Graham the last League Cup? No other manager's done in terms of an FA Cup of the League Cup and a Europa League that gets him in the Champions League. That's success. That's, that, that, kills the, that kills the argument about how we play and how pragmatic and how many players I've got behind. That kills, that trumps it, Rob. Trophies to right. the argument. And if they don't, mm, well, if they finish seventh and they, they lose to Manchester City in the League Cup final, which has got to be on the cards, and they get knocked out by a decent European mm. side in the, in the Europa League. Phone, well, call, phone call from Daniel Levy. <laughs> phone call from Daniel Levy. Because that's, that was the marriage that you take with Jose Mourinho. He's going to get me silverware, so I'll put up with it. The silverware doesn't come. We're, we're, we're back to Pochettino and it's not even as good looking as Pochettino. Uh, it's just, it, it, I mean, we're painting it there, Rob, is very definitive. You find uh, a way to win a cup yeah. and you can finish 10th. You can finish wherever you want to finish. Correct. If you don't win a, win a trophy and you're not anywhere near that top four, ooh. But isn't, that, isn't that kind of the world that Jose likes? Isn't that really his world? Isn't that what he's done? Oh, he's 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 done. Rob. Yeah, he's he's the title, but if he doesn't believe... I mean, to win a title, Rob, you've got to trust some of your defence. He ain't got a centre-back who he trusts. He's got Hoy Bear in the middle of the field, who's his soldier, his foot soldier. Tosoko's turned into one. And, Dem and Dembele, he's worked one. He's trying to get Deli Alley on side. Jungman, son, unless Harry Kane's playing, doesn't look like he, he, he's that interested. I mean, Gareth Bale's come and become a little bit of a problem to him because he's a he's big name, big player. There ain't a lot that he's going... The teams that he's... The Chelsea teams, the, the Porto teams, the Inter Milan teams, he's got his, he's got his guys, Rob. The guys who he knows what he's going to get and that's where we go. He ain't got these guys at Spurs. Robbie Earl, if, he, if he's trying to get uh, Deli on side, right, and he's, mm. and, he, and he's not getting anything out of Gareth Bale, oh, yeah, the place oh. in the Premier League, 
They reached the League Cup final. I mean, is that it then? They're in the group stages of the Champions League, which Spurs would expect to get through the group stages to start to get to the knockout stages. FA Cup, they beat Marine and Wickham Wanderers. Yeah. I mean, is this it? I mean, is that all right? I, I don't know, mate. Listen. Trophy. Trophy. I mean, Spurs, that, that's the thing for Spurs. Yeah, it's the right. thing for Daniel Levy. Trophy, mate. Trophy trumps. Yeah. I'll tell you what, mate. It'd be interesting if, if, if uh, 62,000... People are in oh, uh, uh, oh, it's different. It's different, by the way. It's yeah. very different. Yeah. Spurs fans wouldn't have that, Rob. To do us to dare, wasn't it? Is their thing. God, to do, blimey. To do us to dare not it under under Jose. To do, yeah, to, to, yeah. Don't, don't dare and see what you get up with because they aren't <laughs> daring anything at the moment. All right, let's mate. Move on. On. Let's move on from the great man who's always good for the podcast. We love Jose. Let's keep him in the league. As it is, we ain't got anybody to talk about if Jose goes. 100%. Absolutely. Manchester United, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Wow. Nine goals, Robbie Musto, against Southampton Football Club. The second time, Groundhog Day for Ralph and his team. Another nine. Um, should we start with praise for Ollie and his yep. team? And yeah. Yep. the ruthless nature of 4-0. Made a couple of changes. I think we were working on this, weren't we? And you said, I was saying, you know, Got to show ruthlessness to get the goals. You thought it's a good opportunity to maybe rest. Did a bit of both. Got the goals and oh. got the rest. I didn't realise that uh, Cavani was had, had a little bit of an injury and he was taken off as a precaution, which is right. interesting. Luke Shaw was, was rested at half-time. Yeah. He got Rashford off, got Martial on. He got his goals. He, he kind of got everything he would have wanted, I thought, ahead of a game against Everton. Yeah, I think I think when they when they went a man up and stuff and a really mm. crazy challenge from the youngster initial, initially. Yeah. Um, they all wanted to. They all wanted to play. They all wanted to score. They all just ran into the box. Southampton offered nothing, resistance-wise, football-wise, so they could afford to run in the box. Fullbacks were good. Good day for Wambasaka. Good day for Luke Shaw. Yeah, RCL yeah, the- managed it well there, Rob. I, th- I liked giving Van der Beek some minutes, giving Dan James some minutes. Dan, uh, Dan James gets the last goal, didn't he? You know, yeah. it, it, it worked out a really good day for them. Um, I have to say, Southampton, like, this is twice now, 9-0. And we've played in teams, Rob, that's down to nine, um, down to 10 men. Yeah. And, like, you, you do a better job than that. And I, and, I, and I get where they're playing and the level of United, but, wow, it was a pretty much of a, of, a, of a really bit of a scandalous collapse from Southampton. But take nothing away from Man United. That's the way to go and do it. Uh, who cares about running up the score? Just just get your players out there. Get them some minutes. Get them some goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. 9-0. That was a good team. Got a lot of people in a good place, you know, and and, and yeah. Mason Greenwood apart, I think if Mason Greenwood goal, if they could have got ten, was the icing on the cake. And a couple of things that they, they came out, a couple of observations and things that they pick up. So Scott McTominay apparently, when the ninth goal goes in from Dan James, did you see talking to grab the ball and wanted to run back and get ten? Didn't love, see that, did he? Yeah, I love that. Still, like stop, stop celebrating, get the ball and get it back. Like love that wow. drive. This is the kid who had the bad tackle, who was visibly upset, and it was a poor tackle by Jankovic. Obviously, his debut, and we know that happens. So, um, just love that drive for McTominay. I, think, I like him, Rob. He's a good yeah, player, by the way, McTominay. He's an important point. He's got that drive, hasn't he? He's got that little bit of... He, here's one that... And, and, and I don't wish to be overcritical of him, because I, I get that he can be this way. And I, I love that Anthony Martial got a couple of goals. I want him to be the centre-forward, his ability could allow him to be smile when you score I love, I used to love, I used to love scoring goals and smiling and that's the hardest thing in the game to do and it, it, it's the most rewarding thing in a game to do I love a smile though I love, I love a celebration and I, he's feeling the pressure Rob and the stick and the criticism and he's like well, is, that, is, that, is that an outward reaction I don't know but I just think a happy Martial is a better Martial that gets me more goals. Smile, you know, enjoy scoring because it's the best. Look at look at Cavani; he's made a career out of him, and the, you know the arrow celebration and all. He that. loves it, mate. He loves scoring yeah. goals, doesn't he? You know, centre forwards who score goals. And then I, I just have to go back to so I have a look at the at the Southampton. Just I think we were talking about it, weren't we? Saying, you know, how's it nine? How are you doing this? What are you doing? And when I looked at the goals, Rob, I, saw, I think it's six of the goals come from crosses. Hmm. When you cross a ball into a box, I remember Rafa Benitez when he was, uh, sorry, uh, Judge Julio, God rest his soul, when he was at Liverpool, got to know him a little bit. And he didn't used to like Liverpool crossing the ball because he said, stats at that time, you're a 50-50 chance of losing possession, really. 
Do you cross a ball in? Oh, Did yeah. you? And can head yeah. it. You can get ahead. Every cross that came in from from for, for Manchester United, there was never a Southampton head near it. Mm. That can't yeah. be right. That, yeah. that lack of defending from from six situations where a ball is a 50-50 challenge, a red shirt won every one of those challenge and yeah. in your box and scored. So I, I get Ralph's down to nine men. I forget they've had it before, but you know what? That that shows me a little lack of drive and, and, and steel to, to get my head to a ball and get it out of the box. I played once at, uh, we were at Arsenal and we had a weakened team out and I think we went down pretty early, like 3-0 in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Brian Robson, our manager, calls me over to the sideline at mm. Highbury and he says, get the boys together here. We, we, we got to flip and just stick together and not make this ugly. And yeah. I don't know what it ended up, it might have ended up five um, Five or maybe it was six, but at, at least there was a like. Listen, guys, come on, let's mm. let's try and. and but those none of that. Isn't it acceptable by by teams? I've done six. Think United won six and yeah. Arsenal won six on them good days when they had great teams. But and, and six, you know, you you you're going in the changing room and and you you, you know you can't yeah. muster a lot. But six, you know, nine, nine. wouldn't have nine in team. But hey, go. Yeah. Uh, good day, good day for, for Man United. A lot of credit and sets them up well for the game against uh, Everton at the weekend. Southampton got to pick themselves up again. Ralph's got to do it all again, as he did against Leicester. They had a good reaction. We'll wait and see how they go with this one this time around. Let's move it to uh, Arsenal, Rob, because um, first defeat for them since mid December. Things were going well. We talked about them having a good window, clearing out, looking towards the future. And we have to say, we, I think, again, we we're working on this game. And thought how well they were set up in the first half. Things were going well. And then there was a minute. There was a minute and there was a kneecap. And those two things changed the course of the game and they put Arsenal in a little bit of a difficult situation. Yeah, I mean, this is a strange, a strange result. A strange kind of feeling. Arsenal fans will be incredibly frustrated. You know, we talked through the set piece carefully. We got adjudication from the, the Professional uh, Referees Association in England. We checked the VAR, checked it. It was the right call. Even though Arsenal fans are furious about it, they've had their appeal turned down. It was the right call. But it shouldn't... And it was just unfortunate. And I don't like the law. I don't like that part about the law. I remember when Dermot Gallagher, Rob, we had a conversation with Dermot Gallagher. And when yeah. this first came in, and he said, there's going to be times where it's going to be an absolutely accidental click on the heels and, and someone's going to get sent off. This is exactly what happened. Yeah. As if, like, this is the way it is. Be ready for that. Um, and that's what we've seen. I'd love IFAB to have a look at that because it, it seems really harsh when it's totally excellent. But anyway, it is the rules right now. But it shouldn't take away from decent Arsenal before that. The Burnt Leno one later is more of a, that's a mistake. That's a bad error from your goalkeeper. Yeah, bad error, bad yeah. error. Bad error when you're down to 10 as well. The more I was thinking about it, the more I thought, he's got off a bit light there, Bert Leno, by the way. Yeah. I mean, head it thing, even even let the goal go in. But you, you, Chest you, it, you, volley it, head it, yeah, anything, isn't it? Yeah, I don't... Hmm. But um, yeah. it's interesting, just on, on those two, and it's interesting, we, we, uh, news has just broke, that David Luiz has lost his appeal, so his yeah. red card stands. But Jan Bednarik has won his appeal... Very similar situation, though I know you felt Martial looked like he was going down yeah. for the contact. So, may, I don't know, maybe. But isn't it interesting that uh, Mike Dean gives the pen, goes to VAR, gives the pen, continues to say, I got it right, not clear enough, he's better. <laughs> and then the appeals committee have come on and gone, well, Mike Dean must have got that wrong. Yeah. Doesn't well, feel like he's doing the job. Well, it, it, it's the checks and balances, Rob. Yeah. If one referee, Mike Dean, saying, mm. I think that's a penalty. He goes yeah. to the side. Obviously, if I got in his ear and said, uh, Mike, I think it's a mistake, go and check yeah. it. He's yeah. gone there and just give it one of them. No, it's not a big mistake. Maybe we should know. Mike Dean doesn't make mistakes in Mike Dean. He doesn't Dean. make mistakes. Fair play. Fair play for Wolves. They yeah. build it. Fair play to the FA, that little board that can sit and make the mistakes. Oh, and Because yeah. it didn't look right. Martial was yeah. going down before the challenge was there. So I, I think... You know, again, we make these calls in the studio, Rob. We, we say yeah. what, and sometimes we get them right, sometimes we get them wrong. But I just thought, I felt better because, yeah, I thought that was, the W's was probably right, though unfair. And I thought the Martial challenge on Bednarek was really harsh. And uh, the FA done, you know, it's, it's kind of worked out. The checks and balances are complete. And, I, and I'm, 
I, I think it's a fair outcome, even mm. though Arsenal fans are going to hate and everything else, etc. It, it, as the laws are right now, they've finally got to the right the right decisions on on both of those. And I think with that one, Rob, and, and, and I looked at the rules, and, and I know the the, 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 the incident before half-time, the David Luiz, a penalty giveaway, and Neves scores, scores a goal. It's a different game. And you have to feel sorry for, for, for Arsenal and, and Mikel Arteta. But David Luiz, since he's been at Arsenal, three red cards conceded six penalty kicks. Now, somebody said to me, if he's when he's not at fault, he's always... Near to those incidents, there's something about David Luiz that draws him to those. He's, he's around, he's a bystander. And I think Hector Bellerin summed it up really well. Where he said, We've got to stop beating ourselves rather than the opposition. Yeah. Beating. And I thought yeah. that's a really important. They've had, you know, silly sending off, silly lack of control, silly, you know, putting your head against somebody and getting a red card that's hurt the football team, that's hurt the club. Mikel Arteta is going to make sure this group stay emotionally in control and get the best out of themselves. Don't hamper themselves when they're in such a good position. It, it, you're right. And, and the, the, the um, Burt Leonard part of it ticks that box. The mm. first bit, I don't know, I, I think it's a little unlucky. It's but you're right. Data, data and fact says, since Mikel Arteta has been involved at Arsenal, mm. nine red cards, the next highest in the Premier League is three. Yeah, I mean that's an incredible difference in an amount of red cards. So there, there is something there, and the Genduzi and, and certain people have, have lost control of it. It feels like it's not so bad right now, but no. who knows was particularly bad. bad yeah. Something I think you address in the dressing room, just as a group of players, make sure they're level, <laughs> sure they're in control, and it can win your games. Yeah, but a blip, Rob. That's a blip for Arsenal. Yeah, it's a blip. And now we've got to go again, and now he's got to yeah. build. And we've talked about the players who aren't there, and you know, one or two players coming back. So you know, Aubameyang hopefully be back in, in in the first team soon. So interesting setting off to, to the season for Arsenal yeah. and Arteta. Let's just look at a, a couple of other results, mate, coming up this week. Leicester City purring at the moment, Mister oh. mm. purring. So third in the yeah. table, forty-two points, five behind. Leaders City, um, lovely goals from Ian Acho, who we a little bit of pressure got his first goal of the season. James Justin, young fullback coming forward, scored a lovely goal. Madison involved in both of them. As I heard Brendan Rodgers talking about him, it was interesting because I've got them to stay in my top four. And you feel they may be the one that jump out, and obviously with Chelsea, you know, picking up under Tuchel, that could be the yeah. one. It could end up be a Le- Leicester Chelsea kind of fight out. Yeah, just really interesting, mate, and I, and I feel so bad because I really like Leicester. I just, yeah. I just thought with Vardy out and Ndidi's out, they fell away last year. I was a little bit worried about it. I really like what's happening at Chelsea, so it's a real tough one. Yeah. You know, we'll go head to head, rub all the way in on that one. That's mm. City. I mean, wow. And Vardy, you know, yeah, I know what he's had. He's had a hernia operation. I know yeah. how long those take. He won't be very far away when he comes back, unless something's complicated and crazy. He's going to be in good shape. Take him a little bit of time just to get. Confident again in that area. Uh, but Vardy back, Madison playing well. Yeah, they, they can do it. They can do it. Good win for Leeds and, and Angelotti after the defeat to, to Newcastle. A 2-1 win. Uh, Calvert-Lewin getting the goal, which I think will do him good. Uh, Sigerson with, with the first. And then apparently they had to stand up to a lot. And Robin Olsen particularly had, had a really good game, Robin. That's going to be yeah. interesting with Jordan Pickford comes back the weekend. Pickford got a bit of an injury. Olsen's come in, made a couple of great saves. Big call for the manager against Manchester United. Does he bring in England's number one Pickford, or does Olsen no. retain his spot? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what he what he's going to do there. I tell you what, that Everton and, and, and um, Carlo Ancelotti was thrilled, thrilled afterwards at the spirit of the team, and he felt like just a little while ago that he just lost a little bit of that. It's back again. Everton are that sort of team where they they look really really great, and then they just disappoint a little bit. Leeds. We saw it. They're flying back at Everton in the last few minutes to try and get an equalising goal. Didn't happen. Everton yeah. are right there as well. We shouldn't forget about Everton. They've only played 20 yeah. games. They've got two games in hand on most sides there. They can get up to 42 points into the top four spots. So, I tell you, it's fascinating, Rob. Everton's fascinating. And another team, good result for them, another team that is becoming the story of the season, Robbie Earl. West Ham United. It's becoming, it's becoming the story of the season. West Ham. I'm, I'm with you, mate. Yeah, I'm with you. In fifth, in fifth place, where they are right now, um, adding clever David Moyes type of players is gelling together really well. We know all about Thomas Suchek. 
one of the signings of the last few years. He's, really my, he's, my, he's my man. He's my man. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm Thomas Love. And now we've got another man. We've got another man to to appreciate, and it looks like he's raring to go. Jesse Lingard, West Ham United, uh, late signing in the in the January window from Manchester United on loan. Two goals for West Ham United, playing really close to Mikel Antonio. Little underneath him was number 10, really close. Antonio involved in everything that he did. I tell you, it's an interesting West Ham team, an interesting team. Jared Bowen didn't start this game. You know, Fornells didn't start this game. You, you've got some good options now. Ben Rama with Jesse Lingard um, and, and, uh, and Bowen with Mikel Antonio, with Suchek in midfield, with Declan Rice, with Aaron Ramsey, with... Um, not. Uh, Cresswell, Aaron Cresswell left. Aaron Cresswell, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good-looking side, and my underappreciated player performance is Jesse Lingard. Very good Aston Villa, an underappreciated, probably at Man United, had a lot of personal family issues yeah, to deal with, we understand. Made, made, maybe made focusing on his football at United pretty difficult. But I tell you what, it looks like a player, Rob, that's like, wow, I haven't played much for the last year. I'm going to start enjoying myself. And, and, and fair play to his fitness. Is, is readiness for this. Wow, what a start from, from Lingard. It's a really good shout because we know there's been some difficult times personally. And, and I was just thinking that as a footballer, Rob, when you've been the guy at one time, he was a big part of the England um, situation, yeah. you know, one of, big part of what Manchester United were trying to do. And then he'll see Rashford go on to go in and Greenwood come up and beyond him. And he's kind of been sitting on the side. So I really feel pleased that he, he's playing football again. He's had 180 minutes of cup football all season. Over 12 months in, he last played in the Premier League and a couple of really good goals. A little reminder, and you're right, David Moyes deserves a lot of credit. You know, the Hammers are absolutely flying. But, but what I like about, about the group is, you, you mentioned Bowen didn't play, Ben Ramos come in, Lingard, Antonio, Rice, Suchet, Fornals. They're all players now, Rob, who can do a little bit going forward, but don't have to work hard for the team as well. It's almost like he's got a profile of the David Moyes forward now at West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, interchangeable pieces. And, you know, he had money to spend apparently in the window on a, on a centre forward. He went, I'm OK. Well, let's save it till the summer. Let's not waste it again like we did with, with Alaire. Um, in a really good place. And, and as you say, absolutely one of the stories of the season. And he's got to be in the running for, for manager this, uh, this season. Yeah. Yeah, he will be. He will be. It's just, you know, it's, it, it absolutely is. And um, I don't think he was a particularly popular choice to go in there in no, a difficult no. moment with that ownership and those fans. But yeah. good recruitment, Rob. Yeah. We can say everything we want about everything, about tactics, about everything. It's about recruitment. And they've had, for the last year and a half, made some really good signings that's helping the club going forward. So well done, West Ham United. A couple of other quick results. So Newcastle won, Crystal Palace yeah. two. So Newcastle couldn't follow up that, that winning. I served him with another win. But good win for Palace. Um, Gary Cale with his first goal in the end was, was the winner enough for Palace. But... An injury to Wolf Zaha looked like a hamstring injury. They're, they're going to look at things. They can ill afford to lose him. Nine Premier League goals, a club high for the club. And, and it, we know the stats say if Wolf doesn't play, Palace don't often win. So important to get him. So we'll see how that one plays out. And then at the bottom, the, I wouldn't even say it was a relegation six-pointer because they're both so far down. But Sheffield United, two, West Brom, one. West Brom get themselves ahead. Matty Phillips and then Sheffield United through Bogle. And that man, Billy Sharp, again, finds a way to get a winner, closes the gap at the bottom of the table. And maybe, should I say maybe, or are we Sheffield United 11 points, 12, West Brom 12, Fulham 14, Burnley now 22. So an eight-point gap for, for, for Fulham. Still the bottom three, gonna, it's going to be tough, mate. And I think they're yeah. going to have to almost win eight or nine games. Yeah, I just can't see it, Rob. I mean, wow. I mean, Newcastle United, if they don't win it, I mean, they've got 22 points. They're catchable. They are catchable. But mm. what's wrong, Rob? I'll ask you a question. Big Sam, he's made them worse. <laughs> well, yes. Well, I think Big Sam will say, give me time for me players to, that are bought into to have an effect. Yeah. All right. But I don't know what you're saying in the time. We haven't seen the clean sheets, really, have we? We've seen the Liverpool performance that, that looks something like. We haven't seen the usual difficult to play against West Brom. We haven't seen the usual kind of structure that we know from Sam's team. And I think you made a really valid point where generally in the past he's had experienced Premier League pros who he's got to get organised. This is very yeah. much a championship-style outfit that 
looks a bit short of, of like now, of knowledge of quality. understanding. Yeah, and of quality. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they got promoted and mm. we're worried about their ability, the, the, the Premier League experience. He's brought some experience in. Uh, I just, you know, it's different. A promoted team is always difficult, Rob, to stay in a division. That's why Leeds United, it's like, well done for the way they're doing it as well. But it's just hard. I've been there. We've been there. It's hard. Promoted. It's just a whole different level. And, I, and, I, and it's, it's hard to really explain that to, to our listeners and viewers because it's such a jump up in pace and of quality. And at times when it's not going well, you, you just don't know where the next performance is, is going to... You can't feel a goal. You can't feel a point. And I think West Brom are a little bit like that. Um, we'll see. There's still time. And 10 points to safety, though, Rob. 10 points to safety. With like 16, oh, those, 16 you, you need a run. One of those teams, if you put three back to back wins, you know, you can yeah. change your couple of draws, and all of a sudden you, you feel like you're back in it. I think that's what the hope is. Yeah, so it's going to be tough for all three. Listen, mate, another great midweek. Uh, the end of match week 22. I think this might be significant at the top of the table. Liverpool go back to back defeats at home in the Premier League. Man City now six straight wins in the league, put a seven point gap at the top. We've also United stuck nine past Southampton this weekend. We'll be back on match week 22, 23 even. That's on Sunday, the 7th of February. Super Bowl Sunday, but forget Super Bowl. we got a Super Sunday because Liverpool will host Man City in a... What's almost a must-win now for Liverpool if they're going to retain the title. But for now, I'm Earl Lees Musto together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Stay safe and stay healthy. We'll be back on Super Sunday, not Super Bowl Sunday. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night.